Hey, this is Nick here from Sports Pack 12. This is our mailbag question segment. And before I get to it, just want to say it's a beautiful day in Seattle outside. Earlier this week, there was like a monsoon going. I took a walk. I seriously almost broke my phone. I was, was kind of rattled. <laughs> That's a factual statement. But the manufacturer of this phone held up. So good job. We're out here. We're out here. So enough about that. You have your mailbag questions. And you can send them in a written format. And either Dane Miller will answer via written response. Or I will probably yell at you and answer via podcast form. Just, you know, send in the questions and we'll answer it in whatever format you feel more comfortable from down south to Arizona, out to the corner of the Palouse, we got Cali, we got Oregon schools, we got Washington schools, we got Utah schools, and we got the Buffs. We got Buff Nation. I just love saying that. Don't really know why. But in all seriousness, during the season, we compete against each other. We have our rivals. But all together, we are the Conference of Champions. And let's come together and let's get some good questions. Without further ado, let, let, let's hop to it. I want to tell you. About my hometown is a dusty old jewel in the South Puget Sound. Have y'all ever heard the rap song 253 by the artist Feist? I don't know if y'all have. It's a rap song about the city of Tacoma. And today's question is from Donovan in Tacoma, Washington. And seriously, hey Donovan, check out that song if you haven't heard it. It's called 253 by Feist. I'm actually going to play it once I'm done with this. I haven't heard it in a while. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love my random rants, man. Rap music, baby. So the question reads, is Washington set at quarterback for next season or should they be looking at the transfer portal? Trans- Why is this our transfer? Transfer? Is Washington set at quarterback for next season or should they be looking at the transfer portal, essentially? So, good question. And first and foremost, before I get to the the three options this year, I'm gonna go back last season. I already think UW's in a better position straight up because Easton's gone. Eason was not good, man. Like, people always thought he was so good. And you've heard my rants of, oh, he's so big. He can throw all the passes on the field. He can he can do this. He can do that. He can throw 80-yard bombs. Well, he can't complete the freaking passes. You ever think about that? When watching the guy try and throw screen passes, he'd seriously fire a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. <laughs> seriously, you throw, like, 100-mile-per-hour fastballs over the receivers. And the announcers on TV would compliment it. They'd be like, look at that arm strength. It's like, dude, take some off the pass. Like, seriously, take some off the pass. It'd make the play run a lot smoother. It'd give the receiver a better chance of getting upfield quickly instead of worried about being tackled by the freaking ball. Okay. On top of that, he missed a lot of completions. Like, he just wasn't very consistent, especially in, like, meaningful third downs and that type of stuff. To be fair, he did put up big stats, really, truly phenomenal stats, but I'm not as big a stats guy as other may be. I think you need to watch the game and see when the plays happen. Can you come up in clutch moments? If you're even having like a one for three or a one touchdown, three interception game, can you get out of that rut and still find a way to propel your team to victory? That's what I would prefer to see than just straight stats because the stats look amazing. But again, one final knock on Eason. If you watched the Utah game last year, UW was essentially beating him and looked like the better team. He threw a pick six in like the third quarter or fourth quarter that changed the tide of the game. The Utes rode that momentum won the game, won the Pac-12 South, and ultimately lost in the Pac-12 Championship. But this is showing you the caliber team UW had. Dom- not dominating, but out physicaling Utah and doing it pretty solidly and to have a pick six and just things get ruined. Again, against Oregon State last year, he threw another pick six. Luckily in that game, UW's rushing attack and defense basically wouldn't let them lose. Like, just like, seriously, they were seriously, Easton felt like tried to lose the game by himself. The rest of UW's team essentially 
held it together and pulled off the victory. So anyway, I think they're in a better off spot. And I truly mean that. This isn't like some like BS, you know, I'm trying to cheer you up type of thing. I think that Easton being gone makes them better. So you're asking if they're set for next season? I wouldn't go that far, though. I mean, looking at the numbers here, zero combined starts in the quarterback room. So no one on their roster is a start at UW. New offensive coordinator in John Donovan. New head coach in Jimmy Lake. And a new quarterback. That's going to be difficult no matter what. Uh, one little quick note. They're all pocket passers. None of them are real dual threat options. So kind of limited picks there if you're trying to expand your offense a little bit. But now we will get to the three candidates. And first and foremost, I think he may be the leader entering spring or fall or whenever we start football. And his name or his name is Jacob Sermon. He's a redshirt sophomore. His biggest strengths are, are that he's going to be 6'5 and 234 pounds and has an extremely strong arm. So right off the bat, that can bring up the Easton analogy. Oh boy, no, don't do it. <laughs> Sorry. So in high school, he uh, completed less than 60% of his passes, which again, just isn't really a ringing endorsement that he can get it done at a major D1 program like UW. So in my notes, I've straight up, if the Huskies want to win, don't do it. So don't do it. Just don't. I don't think he's the guy. Probably a good kid, but again, uh, just I just don't think he's the guy. He's got a strong arm, nice pro size frame at 6'5", 234, but that number of less than 60% completion rate in high school really, really is an eye popper and something that I think should be a red flag. The second option is going to be redshirt freshman Dylan Morris. And uh, he could be compared along the lines of Jake Browning. Stick with the UW analogies here. He's a smaller dude, six feet tall, 193 pounds. But the thing is, that doesn't define him at the college level. In the NFL, that may hurt him. There's obviously Russell Wilson's, but at the NFL level, if you're not extremely athletic or have a rocket arm or can just do some crazy Michael Vick stuff, then the size comes into play. But the college level, it's not as big of a deal, to be quite frank. So I actually think he could be a very viable option especially if Jimmy Lake's team has a defense around him and, you know, offense line and a couple weapons. I think he could be a viable option, very solid game manager. And again, this is redshirt freshman Dylan Morris. He was the top football recruit in the state of Washington in the 2019 class, the number four top pro-style quarterback in 2019, and the 171st overall prospect. But being the top football recruit in the state of Washington immediately means that he has had some pressure on his shoulders. He's not, like, going to be mystified by the crowd or something like that if a crowd's even allowed in so I think that he could be a very viable option one kind of weird thing to note about him is he put up better numbers as a junior in high school than a senior not sure what that was all about that could be a little well we won't call it a red flag but a yellow card we'll call it a yellow card I was so excited that came to me off the top of my head but anyway as a starter in four years at Graham Kapowski High School threw for over 9,800 yards 99 touchdowns and completed 62.3% of his passes. So again, his strengths are going to be very smart quarterback, makes all the right plays, can read defenses, and really has that just college level, basically analytical mind you'll need for the quarterback position. The knocks are going to be a small frame at six feet tall and 196 pounds. So the last guy is going to be a true freshman or early enrollee in Ethan Garbers. And for me, I think he's the one. I just, I really think he's the one. In high school, he threw for 5,000 yards passing. This is senior year stats. Uh, don't call me on this. I think this is a senior year stats. He threw for 5,000 yards, 71 touchdowns, six interceptions, and led his team to a 16-0 record in a California State title. And yeah, those are our senior season stats, actually. He also added 
573 yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground. So 16-0 with phenomenal stats and a California state title. Obviously, he's a team around him, but that's pretty nasty. <laughs> Those numbers speak for itself. I know I'm not a big numbers guy, but that speaks for itself. Mainly that 16-0 mark. Forget the actual stats. 16-0, my dude's winning games. Another reason I really, really like him, and I think what could be his biggest advantage, is his brother Chase Garbers as a starter at Cal. And they were under undefeated until he got hurt last year. He led them to number 15 in the country. But this isn't about Chase. This is about Ethan. And for me, I think that he can learn from Chase's experience. He can learn from his older brother about what to do, what not to do in college. And he's going to get both sides of the coin here. Because uh, Chase got hurt, but he also had great success. So maybe allow Ethan to prepare his body a little bit better, uh, read defenses a little better, and just have this next level knowledge. And based off that 16-0 mark in high school, he's a proven winner. For me, I think he's the guy. I would personally go with either Ethan Garbers or Dylan Morris. Jacob Sermon can transfer. He actually thought about doing that his freshman year. Sorry, that was mean, bro. Seriously, man, don't, don't start him. Don't start him. So again... I think they're, uh, to summarize my answer here, I think they're better off next season. I truly do. I'm not going to say they're set by any means, and I don't think they need to go on the transfer portal. Again, man, portal transfer, that's so weird to say. But again, I just don't think they're going to need a transfer. The three options, Redshirt Softman, Jacob Sermon, essentially call him a poor man's version of Jacob Eason. You have Dylan Morris, who could have the potential to be a Jake Browning. And Ethan Garbers, who, in my opinion, has the potential to be an absolute stud. Thanks for the question, Donovan. And seriously, check out that song 253 by Feist, baby. That's my jam. I'm about to go play it.